Okay, this Fabrenian never gave on the first year of his leadership, Tavshin Yud Aleph, 1951. And the Parsha that year, as it is this year, was also Parsha's Para. We have the extra Torah reading, um, which talks about the Mitzvah, the Red Heifer. To, the reason we read, read this at this time of year is because since we're preparing for Passover, so in order to be pure, to bring the Paschal Lamb, you had to first uh, go through a purification process if you had been in contact with a dead body or something else. <coughs> so therefore, <coughs> this, therefore, we read this, this Torah portion at this time of year, preparation for the uh, Paschal Lamb. Similarly, uh, we also read next week, Parsha Sachedesh, the Torah portion which talks about the mitzvah of the new month of Rosh Chedesh, Rosh Chedesh Nissen, um, because Amir Tzashem uh, uh, next week is Rosh Chedesh Nissen. So, this Febrenga is interesting. Um, it, the Rebbe discusses the theme of our um, theme of redemption. How the two weeks before, there are four Torah portions that we add uh, throughout the year, four special weeks where we add an extra Torah portion. Um, there is when we add the, the mitzvah of remembering a Malik, we add the um, very good, thank you, the half shekel, and the, there's two before Purim, two after Purim. And Serbda says that the two before Purim are connected to a limited redemption. Purim wasn't a complete redemption because even after the redemption of Purim, we were still servants of, servants of Achashverish. Achashverosh was still the king, so it wasn't a complete redemption. Versus the redemption of Passover, that was a complete redemption, and it's analogous to the future redemption of Mashiach, which will be a complete and total redemption. So the two Torah portions, which are pre, which are pre-Purim, are sort of limited in their in their joy, versus the two Torah portions which are after Purim are connected to the complete redemption. Therefore, there's there's an infinite joy there. So, the question is, why is there infinite joy now if, if we haven't, this hasn't happened yet? So, so to explain this, the Rebbe brings a verse which says, a heart knows the bitterness of his soul, and in the heart's joy, no stranger can, um, can be part of the, heart, the heart's joy. No, just like your, your heart knows your own pain, so too your heart knows your own joy. You can't, uh, it's, it's something personal and unique to you, your pain and joy. And so, so just like this is true on a personal level, so too Nebuchadnezzar speaks about how on a uh, Jewish people as a whole, the heart of the Jewish people are the tzaddikim, are the rabbeim, and they already sense the, the geula, they already sense the, the redemption through Mashiach. And because there's joy by the heart of the Jewish people, therefore there could be joy by the rest of the Jewish people as well. And we have to be in that, in that, in that mode of joy. This is the time of joy, we have to be in the mode of joy, we have to be there. That's the, that's, that's the general theme of this, of this sikha. Uh, but it's a lot deeper than that, that's just, just an intro. Let's go. Uh, go ahead, the question? Okay. Chaim <laughs> Rach. Regarding the four Torah portions, to read the third of them, 
the third one of them this week, Parshas Para, the red heifer. The first two, Shkolem and Zachar, right before Purim, and the last two, the red heifer and the mitzvah, the new month, is right after Purim, between Purim and Pesach. Sitting in Gemara, Bira Tam the Kriya Samagila Bada Samachanis Mashum Mitzma Gula 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 Adif Purim of Pesach Ben Gula 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 Purim Shalaisa Gula Shema Kibbe Gemara Makbira Tam Shinim Hal Purim Mashum Shakadach Achreshana. The Gemara explains the reason why we read the Megillah and we celebrate Purim in the second Adar, not the first Adar, when in year when we have two Adars, we have a choice when to celebrate Purim. So why do we celebrate Purim in the second Adar, not the first? So Gemara says, we connect one redemption with another redemption. We connect the redemption of Purim, which was not a complete redemption. And that's the reason we don't say Halal on Purim, because it wasn't a complete redemption, because we were still servants of HaKashverish. So we celebrate Purim specifically in the, in the Adar, which is next to the month of Nisan, because we want to connect one redemption with another. Ugoz place Haisa Gula Shema. We connect the redemption of Purim with the redemption of Pesach, which was a complete redemption. If we would merit, the Gula of the Jewish people from Egypt would have been a complete Gula, which has no exile following that that Gula. And so too, the redemption through Mashiach will also be a complete redemption. As the Torah says, just like the days you left Egypt, so too Hashem says, I will show you wonders again when Mashiach will come. The reason why you read these Torah portions between Purim and Pesach is because their connection, of their connection to Pesach. The parsha of Rosh Nissan, in that Torah portion, there is the mitzvah of bring the Paschal lamb. And the parsha's part of the, the Torah portion about the red heifer, which precedes the Paschal lamb, that Torah portion is read to remind the Jewish people to purify themselves, to prepare for the, to bring the, the Paschal lamb. So that's the general. Um, difference between these two Torah portions and the ones before, that these two Torah portions are in the time of Passover. Okay, after Rebbe said that, that talk, he said a discourse, and then he continued on in Oiz Gimel, the second Sicha. Al-Piyah Amur. She-Parshas Parah Shaykhz Gula's Pesach, Me'l-Gam Gunda Shem Muvan, She-Parshas Parah Nikeshes Karba Simcha Gula Mitzah Shleim. If in Parshas Parah, if in the, the Torah portion about the red heifer, there's a connection to the redemption of Passover, there's a connection to the future redemption. It's understood that we already could sense in Parshas Para the joy of the true and complete goal. We could sense in Parshas Para the joy of the future. The Medrash explains the words um, this is the law of the Paschal Lamb. 
And Medr says, only the Jewish people could celebrate Passover because they were the ones who were imprisoned, they were the ones who were enslaved. So when the Egyptians wanted to join them to have the Paschal Lamb, God said, no, you can't have the Paschal Lamb. A heart knows the bitterness of it of its of the soul, and when the heart rejoices, no one no one can join. So, since the Jewish sheep were the ones who were enslaved, they're the ones who could rejoice. You can, you who, who enslaved them, uh, and you weren't part of the slavery, you obviously can't rejoice. So therefore, the only ones who could have the Paschal Lamb were the Jews, not the not not the Egyptians. Yeah. So. What is the medish, what's unique about the Medrash teaching us? What's unique about what the Medrash is telling us, it seems like very obvious. I mean, why would you think the Egyptians could, could, could celebrate? What the Medrash is telling us is something unique. It's not telling us something obvious. It's telling us something unique. What is it telling us? Something novel. The Medrash emphasizes that the heart feels first the pain. Before the brain knows, understands anything, the heart already senses it first. We see clearly that the heart can have pain and the heart can have joy from those things that have not yet entered your mind. You have not yet entered your, 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 uh, your brain space. Your heart already can rejoice and can, and can be, have pain from some things that your brain doesn't even know about yet. Because our heart can feel things that the brain does not yet understand. We find this in Halacha regarding fasting in Yom Kippur. What's a Halacha if someone says, I'm sick and I need to eat? The doctor says, no, you're okay, you don't need to eat. What's a din, doctor? You know the din, right? Yeah. No, the doctor says you don't need to eat. That's, that's, that's what you asked. Yeah. What's the din if the doctor says you don't need to eat? Then you don't eat. The doctor, but the sick person says I do need to eat. Very good. Why? 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 Well, because in his own heart that he knows. Oh, exactly the words of the Gemara. We listen to the sick person, my time, what's the reason? The heart knows the bitterness of its soul. He feels himself, he needs this. What this means is, since the doctor is an expert in medicine, much more than the sick person, the doctor knows, he knows medicine. Why do we listen to the sick person, not to the doctor? The reason is, the, the, the reason the sick person says, I need to eat, is not because of the logic in his mind. If it had to do with logic, we would not trust the, the, the patient. Then we listen, if, we, if we're going according to logic, we go to the doctor. He is an expert in medicine, not the, not, not the patient. Because he feels in his heart he needs this, and the heart of the person who is sick can feel that something the doctor does not know. And therefore we trust the patient more than the doctor because the patient feels things that are not logical. The doctor cannot know.
Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I was in this situation, although this is different, the person didn't want to take, they were about to die. Did I say a bracha, by the way? I said a bracha, right? Yes. yes. They, they were about to die. They were saying, before they went to die, they were saying, okay, I know I have a couple weeks. I don't want to be in any pain. Everybody was saying, okay, we're going to make sure you're not in any pain. Then they started to die. And as they were dying, getting really sick, they said, I don't want any pain meds. And then there was a big argument in the family. This person's not in their right mind. Clearly they're sick. We don't want them to suffer. We're gonna to lie to them and hide pain meds and get them to take pain meds so they can be out of it and not be in pain. And the other side of the family is, is saying, no, they don't want it. So what would you do? Because that's that has to do with, this has to do with not, this has to do with eating. But if they're not eating, are they eating or are they not eating? Which side? Wow, that's a tough one. Wait, what happened? Uh, they ended up not taking them. And then afterward, uh, very, very much fighting, very much pain in the family after the person passed. Wow. So why is it that the heart feels what the brain does not know? I wonder, by the way, if this is a reason why the Deborah says to ask a doctor as a friend. I wonder if that's a reason. I mean, there could be many reasons, but maybe one of the reasons why the Deborah always says to ask a doctor as a friend. Not always. Sometimes Deborah says to ask an expert doctor. Sometimes Deborah says to ask a doctor as a friend. So I'm wondering if the friendship allows the doctor to feel the guy more and to feel how he feels, maybe. Or maybe because he's a friend, he's willing to make more risks and say things which he may get in trouble for. I don't know. Anyways, but it's clear that, that the heart can know things the brain cannot know. We, know. we see this ourselves. We see in our life. Different things that happen, you know, like you just sense them. Like just this past Shabbos, uh, this, this guy was saying a lot of things about someone else. Like, and I just asked him, so, do you have Ruch HaKadosh? Like, how did you know all these things about this person? Like, how did you know those things? And the guy's like, I don't have Ruch HaKadosh. I just, I just felt. I just felt. And, and, that, and that's, that's exactly what it is, what they were saying over here. The heart can feel things the brain cannot. Like, logically, he had no reason to suspect that this guy had issue A and issue B. He did not have divine inspiration. But his heart felt this guy's pain. He felt where this guy was, what this guy was going on with this guy. Okay. Tam Shalei Magash Gam and the reason why the heart feels what the brain does not know, because the heart is connected with the essence of the soul. You know, it's known that in the brain there is the general life force of the soul. General life force of the soul first enters the brain, and from the brain, the brain apportions energy to the rest of the body. So the relationship between the brain and the various limbs is what called klaluprat. There is the general and then there's the specific. In the brain, things are in a more of a, of a nebulous general form. And then there is the way the things are, are away from the brain. It, it, it sends energy to each limb to give each limb that's its particular life force. But the essence of the soul is not called the gen- generic energy. Rather, it's something which is beyond generic. It's something, in other words, generic means that it's something which is associated with a specific, just in a more general way. It's, 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 it's in the same category as a specific. But in the essence of the soul, which is beyond, the essence of the soul is the life of the soul itself. It's not about the, um, uh, it's not about something which is about to enter the body. It's just the essence of the soul itself. So the essence of the soul itself rests in the heart specifically. I know in Tanya it says that the Yitzhahara rests in the heart, but here we're talking about, I think, the innermost part of the heart. So the essence of the soul is connected with the heart. 
the brain has a general life force, but not beyond the general life force, the essence of life, the essence of the soul, that's in, in, the, in the heart. That's the meaning of this verse. With the, in the joy of the heart, no stranger can enter, no stranger can intermingle. In the joy of the heart, which is, which is connected to the essence of the soul, no one can mix in. Not even the mind. Even the mind is considered a stranger compared to the essence of the soul, which is in the heart. Even the mind is considered a stranger. The mind is a stranger. You follow that? The mind cannot feel what's going on, and the heart can. So in the heart's joy, the brain is considered a stranger. So when the verse says, in his heart, in the, in, in, in the heart's joy, a stranger cannot enter. Who is that stranger? Believe it or not, the stranger is the mind. Even though you know, the, the, the heart is the engine of the mind, the heart directs the mind. But go, let's go to the heart for a second. The heart feels things that the mind cannot. And so since the heart can feel things the brain cannot, just like ourselves, we know. We can have, we can have happiness about things we don't know yet about. Because the heart feels things that the brain does not know. So too is it true regarding the simcha of the of the geula. Even before the brain knows that the Mashiach is coming, the heart already could rejoice with the geula. But even before your brain can assimilate and process that this is actually the time of Mashiach, your heart can already feel it. The Baba Sali once said, in heaven, there's already great joy. There, already, there is a dancing in heaven because they, they feel what's going on. So just like this is true in, in, in heaven, so too is this true in ourselves that that Rebbe speaking many years ago, Rebbe speaking before uh, his announcement that the Mashiach is already here, we have to open our eyes and the, and the Ru'ul is already here spiritually and we just need it to happen physically and we have to open our eyes and we'll see it. Um, so, 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 but you... Yeah. That uh, also said, just to qualify, they also said that we, we don't have yet the, even the beginning of the Gula. Uh, not even the beginning, other beginning of the Gula. And Nebu was very, uh, uh, very clear about the state of Israel not being the beginning of redemption, as opposed to other uh, religious Zionists who said that the state of Israel is the beginning of redemption. It's very clear. It's not, it's not called the beginning of the redemption. But um, regarding, regarding the spiritual revelation of Hashem and the future to come of Mashiach, Regarding not just the, the spiritual, but already the signs of the redemption and the taste of the future, we see that. Whereas halachically, nothing has started yet. But we already see many, many signs of the future. So much so that all we need to do is open our eyes and we'll see that Mashiach is here already. Because it's so obvious. Only does Hashem to open our eyes. On other occasion, I've said only, only does we should open our eyes. So it, it's, so, it's, it's, so, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that Mashiach is, 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 is here. We're by the table there, said. We already have the Levyasan. We already have the Sher Haber. We already have the, 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 we're already ready. This is, this is what's happening. Okay. But, 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 but prior to that announcement, in this, in this, in this, in this Febring, in, in 1951, that was speaking about how there is a joy of the heart. I mean, think about yourselves, different events in your life. You know, like some people, when they meet their, their soulmate, even before they go out for many dates, they already know this is the one. There's already a joy there. There's already a happiness when they meet, 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 meet the right one. 
Dr. Rasmus was looking at me like, what about, they know what happens later? <laughs> I go, Chaim of Racha. Let's strike that from the record. He did not say that. He did not say that. Yeah, on the contrary. If the heart isn't there, the brain isn't committed to act. Oh, right, 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 right. So, so there's a joy already in the heart before things come in the mind. So, so too, the Rebbe says, even before our mind can process the Mashiach is coming, our heart can feel it. We say to Mizu, there has to be the joy of the coming Mashiach, and the joy itself will cause Mashiach to come. The, the joy that we have, and Mashiach is about to come, that itself will bring the revelation of the Geula. The fact that we're happy that Mashiach is coming, that itself will cause Mashiach to come. As I've said in another occasion, that uh, we've tried every single means to try to bring Mashiach, except joy. I never said that that uh, everyone's get an analogy of a child that he asks his father for a candy and his father wants to give him a candy. The true story. So this child, so the brach on the candy. So his father no choice but to give him the candy. In a similar way, there was someone a Jew is joyful that Mashiach is about to come. He's happy. He knows Mashiach is going to come. That already triggers. That already brings down this uh, this this joy. More specifically. This idea of the rejoicing in the heart. Who is the heart of the Jewish people? Tzadikim, the Awarabim, are called the heart of the Jewish people. That was mentioned here. Oh, it does mention. The Ramam says that the king is called the heart of the Jewish people. Generally, it says the leader of the Jewish people is called the mind. We also find. And the Ramam Ram says the reason why a king is not allowed to marry too many wives is not or that his heart should not be swayed. Why is it important how the king's heart feels? Says the Ramam because the king is the heart of the Jewish people. So since our Rabbeim are called the heart of the Jewish people, and the in the heart, as we said before, the essence of the soul rests, so too the, by the Jewish people, the Rabbeim, our Rebbe, they're the essence of the Jewish people. And since they're the essence of the Jewish people, that's why they're called the heart of the Jewish people. The heart is where the essence is rests. So since the the uh, the Rebbe is the essence of the Jewish people, therefore he is called the heart of the Jewish people. And because they are the heart of the Jewish people, they feel already the joy of the Geula. And through them, the joy of the Geula reaches the heart of every Jew. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Uh, the, 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 I was reading this letter of the Rebbe, he wrote that, during the time of the story of Purim, uh, Mordechai gathered Jewish children, children together famously, and he taught them Torah. But he taught them specifically the parts of the Torah which were not relevant yet. He taught them specifically the parts of the Torah which would only be relevant after the Beis Hamikdash would be built. So Ebbe said that, that the, the salvation came through teaching them Torah and through planting in their hearts the conviction, the, the hope, the absolute trust in the in Geula, in redemption. So here they're saying the same thing, that through that their Rebbeim already had, they already feel the future. By Pelishat Tzadikim, they, uh, they have this expression, and I feel bad saying it even, but I just, just, just to uh, give a full picture. They say that Pelishat Tzadikim, my Weinberg Al-Washom used to say that Pelishat Tzadikim say that a Tzadik is like a hyper chicken. A hyper chicken who starts, start, who starts, who starts uh, uh, crowing even before it's daybreak. You're like, woo, it's, yeah, it's daybreak. I was like, what are you talking about? No, he, he's up two hours before everybody. Oh, it's daybreak is coming, I'm telling you. Those are real things. Those are rooster. rooster, yeah. Rooster, sorry. Yeah, there's roosters that start early. So, so, um, 
So, so, so since the heart can feel what the mind cannot, so by this, by, that's like Mordechai. Mordechai felt the redemption. He brought this to the children. So too, from the Rebbeim, there is already, the Rebbeim already feel the Simcha of the Geula. And from the Simcha of the Rebbeim, this reaches the heart of every Jew. What I want to, why well, I feel bad saying this is because, where do you, where do you weigh past that? Where do you, the time when everybody says that it should be obvious to each of us that this is the time of Mashiach? This should be something that we should, we should know on our fingertips. So it's, it's not just that the Rebbe knows this about something which is going to be far off in the future. It says, we're, 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 we're already by the afternoon. It's already in the afternoon. The chicken hasn't, we're the chickens haven't woken up yet. Okay. So since, so practically what this means is, we have to bring ourselves to joy. Regarding the joy of the brain, so then you have to, you, you, you can convince your mind to be joyful. But regarding the joy, which is above the mind, the joy of the heart, everyone has to, to decide they're going to be joy, joyous. To, the, 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 there's a joy that which you could you know, process intellectually, and there's just a signing, I'm going, to, I'm going to celebrate. And this is a mitzvah that is a them for each person, every person that has to bring themselves to joy individually. In other words, it's not like, I can put on film for you, you have mitzvah yourself to put on film. So you can't be, fulfill your obligation with another person's joy. So rather, every single person has to make an effort to be besimcha, and then we concluded the sicha by saying to l'chaim, the singer of Freyl Okay, so in short, what do we do today? In short, what we learn today is that the heart can feel, but the mind cannot. And therefore, the Rebbeim already could, since they're called the heart of the Jewish people, they already, have, they already could feel the celebration of the Geula. They would feel the coming of Mashiach before anyone else can. And they already have that Simcha. And from their Simcha, this draws Simcha into every single one of us. And therefore, we have to also participate in the simcha and bring ourselves to, to have that simcha uh, because, because uh, that's the, um, it's a mitzvah which, is, which everyone has to do, especially at this time of the year when reading the, the Torah portion about uh, the redemption of, of, of uh, Para, which precedes the redemption of Pesach and the Gulmit Hashem. Any questions or comments? All right. Shkayach. Oh.